0: up everybody and welcome back to the play action fantasy podcast i'm here with sam once again heading into week 12 is it now uh yeah thanksgiving football gobble um, gobble this will be a little interesting as uh unless your team is riddled with injuries nobody's on a buy you should be at at full strength as much as you possibly could right now um obviously that could be a little different for each person but let's get started how are you doing sam
1: we're doing all right. The yeah. little, uh, what's it, f- uh, four day weekend?
0: Yeah. So, it's, yeah.
1: Yeah. Everything's I mean, a the- little nicer with that. Mine is loaded with nothing but Thanksgiving things. You know, I know you come from a very small family. So, like, what you do, like, something with yourself and something with Aaron's family, and that's like it.
0: Uh, well, I mean, it's a little more complicated than that now. Uh, in the past, yes, I would just have a family Thanksgiving and be done uh but now we have my wife's dad's house, my wife's mom's house, and then my own family. So we've got three we go to. So not too crazy, but it's a you know, it's just a little something and it's, nice. it's it's nice. nice Here's nice the important to question. Food.
1: Here's the important question is or is most of your travel done tomorrow or is a lot of it pushed to the weekend and where are you watching the games tomorrow? We got three good ones.
0: Yeah, so actually um since the birth of McKenna, we have kind of put it in place where grandparents, we've kind of laid down the law and said, look, grandparents, if you want to see us for more than, you know, an hour or so, you're going to need your own day. So we've actually already had Thanksgiving with Aaron's dad. Uh, we are doing, I believe, her mom tomorrow. That's an that's,
1: that's American to do Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving.
0: We're doing her mom at like 10 in the morning tomorrow. I think we're doing like a brunch.
1: Hey, you're um, going to have a, a, a nice little mimosa for you, Jason. Nice little mimosa. <laughs> little, little,
0: uh, what this actually you know, maybe means. Maybe a little is, French toast. Mm, but mm. what, what actually happens here means I'll be home in front of the 85 inch TV for football in my own house nice. on Thanksgiving Perfect. night with just the wife and kids. So shouldn't be too bad. And then we're going to my parents'. Uh, on Friday, uh, it was easiest to get the whole family together that way instead of trying to fight for Thanksgiving night. Um, and yep. so that kind of made it easy. So we, we spread it all out, gives us three separate days of Thanksgiving food, not too much in the chaos department. And uh, I get to be home for football. So, what do you,
1: what do you think of Thanksgiving food?
0: You know, it really depends on where I go. <laughs> you yeah, know?
1: I, I think it's I think it's really overrated. Honestly. I think
0: I think it depends on who's preparing it. Um,
1: I just you know? I just like being social and seeing you know aunts, uncles, cousins that I don't see.
0: Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's you know
1: it's, very often. But as far as the food's concerned, I I could I could take it or leave it. I don't think it's that great. I think it's I, a little overrated.
0: I like any opportunity to overeat and have an excuse for it. So, cool. you know, leaving him, leaving him with a stomach ache or you didn't do it right. So either way, let's let's, uh, let's switch gears. I'm going to update you
1: on uh, what happened in uh, shout out High Life Cup. Uh, I this week, um, I've been riding a little bit of a heater and won like three of my last uh, like ten. Yeah, I won th- um, I won three in a row and five <laughs> of my last. or Yeah, f- uh, four of my last five. Uh, so I was on a little bit of a heater and I lost this past week. Oh. Uh to a team that is one and nine. Oh no. Lost to them. Uh thanks uh Brett Maher, uh the Cowboys kicker. I also faced against Najee Harris, which doesn't help things either. And then I think he had Commander's defense who had a pick six. Something like that. But uh it was a uh it was a tough scene. Yeah. Tough, tough scene. But uh I will update uh you know the listeners. Um We practice what we preach here. Um, I had an extra roster spot after dropping my kicker to pick up Traylon Burks before the Thursday night game. Traylon Burks had a pretty good week. So, unfortunately, I had a bad scenario where, oh, hey, I have too many people. I need to drop one for a kicker. So I go to all of the teams that are wide receiver needy, found the one team that has been playing uh, Jerry Judy and his flex and or wide receiver two. Said, "Hey, I got uh I got Traylon Burks for you or DJ Moore. You take your pick. I'll summon you for fifteen fab dollars." Wasn't interested in DJ Moore. Was interested in Traylon Burks. He haggled me down to thirteen bucks, but that's how you make thirteen fab dollars for nothing essentially. So um that helps, you know. Hey, it, yeah, because
0: trade deadlines sometimes. Up now, it's, so yep, exactly. That fab and, is going to be all you can do to make your team better.
1: Yep. Absolutely. So kind of gave him his choice, but, uh, it, you know, anytime you're going to drop someone, always look around at other teams and see, ah, is this team pretty tight and needy? think that they would use this player, you know, this side or the other, and at least get something for him. You know, even if it's five fab dollars, you can explain it and you can kind of sell it to the other, uh, You know, the other league mate, like, hey, if this guy goes to, and if you aren't in a fab system for free agents, I absolutely recommend doing it next year. It's, it's way, way more fun. Uh, but, uh, try to, you know, sell them for five fab dollars. It's better than nothing, which is if you just trample them out of nowhere, it's, it's nothing. So at least try to sell them off for something, even a dollar. It's better than nothing. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's what I did with Traylon Burks.
0: Unfortunately, I really wanted to
1: try to move more, but he wasn't into more because he had a bye next week,
0: uh, uh, week 14. Yeah, so I actually uh, I am in one league that does fab. I'm not a fan of how they do it. It is fab every single day. Um, so like even like tonight, like so like Wednesday there was fab in the morning. There was waivers and fab, but everyone is on waivers every single day now. So, like, I can't just go in and pick someone up that made it through waivers today. I have to then put in an, a claim, a claim. tomorrow. Okay. And it's kind of annoying because it's like, you know, I, I took my chance by not claiming him on Wednesday. And now it's like, oh, I still have to put in a claim Thursday. Yeah. That situation is kind of annoying. Um, yeah. But uh, I also had, in this league, he had been dropped um, right before last week. and And then he played on Thursday. So he was never actually available. And then he played well. And so I put in a claim for $20 on him and actually lost. He went for 30. He went for 30. So that was a little upsetting as my team's not very good. So it would have been nice to carry a guy like Burks just as possible keeper for next year. But you know, yeah, it is absolutely. what it is. You miss out, yeah. but, but it is it interesting. Is. You trade him for 15, but you know, that's the selling point because he went for 30 in my league. So it's like, yeah. you know, you uh-huh. gave that manager an opportunity to pick up somebody without spending 35 dollars. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Very, yeah. Very so, different perspective. Yep.
1: So, uh, yeah, uh, I think we're just going to kind of get into the slate of games. So there are, no bye weeks this week. Uh, so what we are going to kind of do is kind of go through some, uh, some players and whatnot. And, um, you know, kind of think of uh, you know who we're starting over other people because we do have some very uh, interesting options out there now that everyone is not on a bye week, but also there are a few decent injuries out there. So um, I know you roster Justin Fields, I roster Justin Fields as, as well. Um, you know what? What are you thinking? Because uh, you know, fortunately, we don't necessarily have any injuries or anything that have to uh, be accommodated for tomorrow, which is. Probably first time in a long time that that's actually happened where it's like, oh, man, I got to decide if I'm playing this guy or, you know, this guy, so to speak, Um, because most people that have Justin Fields and like are actually like, you know, relying on him. He was more of a waiver pickup. He wasn't necessarily a guy that was drafted. So you should have another quarterback option. Um, You know, that might be, quote unquote, safer. That doesn't have the injury risk. But uh, tell me a little bit about what you're thinking about.
0: Yeah, you are spot on and you and I kind of I probably because we talked about this a little bit uh, earlier in the day, um, you know, this has been a weird this is now the third week in a row of me mentally discussing. And if you would have told me last year, I was ever even having this conversation of Justin Fields or Justin Herbert. Absolutely wild that we're having that conversation. Um, And I started Fields the last two weeks. uh, Haven't been upset by that at all. Um, now going into this next week, little banged up, got the Jeff's jets defense. Uh, I am going to ride Herbert this week against Arizona. Um, you know, it seems like Keenan Allen played quite a bit against Kansas city. You know, it's like he's, he's got some of his, 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 he's, they're trending in the right direction as Mike Williams didn't practice, but you know, they're at he's least trending. No. Yeah. He's probably not. He's playing, not going to so, play. Nah. So, but, but I mean, the team is getting a little healthier, And Herbert had a solid fantasy week last week uh, against Kansas City. So I think he can continue that against Arizona, who doesn't look very good at all this year. Um, Whereas the Jets defense has been pretty solid and with fields being potentially banged up in the hamstrings and the shoulder. um, You know, I'm just I'm not going to I I wouldn't blame someone for saying, hey, I got to take a shot at this. But I, I'm not I don't I'm not one of those people that needs to take a shot of I'm actually playing the last place team and I'm I'm actually very offended. Um so I'm I am currently seven and four and I'm playing a four and seven team and I'm actually projected to lose at full strength. And I'm nice. I'm, I'm actually mad about this. So I'm just gonna run through this really quick, very, very quickly, and I cannot for the life of me figure out how I am projected to lose by one point. I have Herbert, Kenneth Walker, Etienne, Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman, Cole Komet, Aaron Jones, Miami defense, uh, coup for Atlanta. Playing against Derek Carr, James Conner, David Montgomery, Tyler Lockett, Terry McLaurin, Travis Kelsey, Najee Harris, Indy, Minnesota kicker. How is that team team projected to score more points than my team? I like Walker better than Connor, Etienne's better than Montgomery, Jefferson way better than Lockett. Pittman to McLaurin, that that's week to week. That could be a toss up. Kelsey, obviously better than Komet. Aaron Jones, Najee Harris. Najee's got a decent schedule move ahead, but Aaron Jones has still been better. So then you're talking defense kicker, that's always a flyer. There's no way. I only lose at one position there. That's outrageous. Absolutely yeah. outrageous. I need I a defense there, but um I agree. Yeah, so I am uh I'm also you know, it's 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 interesting because, you know, it it if you would have told me last year I was even discussing Justin Fields over Justin Herbert, I told you you're crazy. But you know, his they, those quarterbacks that can run don't have to play good quarterback. And then if they even play slightly good quarterback, they're just phenomenal. You get the spike I mean,
1: weeks that you've gotten. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's absolutely what you want to see. Um, just not going to ride it this week, but wouldn't blame you if you did. Um, mm-hmm. How are you in your Justin Fields situation? I know your quarterback backup situation is not quite as strong.
1: No, it's not because my backup isn't allowed to play until week thirteen. So, uh, yeah, we're (laughs) (laughs) because your
0: backup, all your actual backup in this situation, was not playing football, basically.
1: Correct. Yeah, it is. Deshaun Watson is my quote unquote backup quarterback. Um, So, yeah, I mean, as of right now. I'm going to pay attention to practice reports because none of the quarterbacks that I would play are playing on Thursday because they are all either rostered or I'm just avoiding the situation altogether. Uh, so I'm going to keep an eye on injury reports. I'm going to keep an eye on the practice reports as the week goes on. Um, and if for some reason he gets ruled out, I have a few guys in my head that I'm going to pivot to. Um, but uh, I, if he plays, I think I, I, I don't know, man. I think I'm just gonna stick with them. I really don't think it's the right decision. But something in me just says just to kind of ride it out. Now, obviously that could change as you can tell in the tone of my voice. I'm pretty much on the fence about it and I'm open to any other, any and all other suggestions. Um because obviously, you know, there's a you know, they haven't really reported it, but there was some sort of hamstring strain or tweak at, at, at some point last week. Uh, and the shoulder, it's not the throwing shoulder, but still, if he's a mobile quarterback, you know, just if he is a pretty physical runner, like he doesn't shy away from contracts context so to speak so you know with the left shoulder if he's a right-handed you know quarterback he's going to hold it here and lead with the you know this shoulder so um if he does run i assume it's going to be you know to the sideline and get out of bounds or he's just going to slide and get down but uh, i think the only way that they even have a chance to stay in this game is if he plays quarterback and plays quarterback you know of that dual threat capability that we know that he can do um, but, uh, some pivot options that I have kind of set up are, uh, I, I like Trevor Lawrence this week against Baltimore. Um, and coming off the bye week I think they, uh, you know, they, they have a lot to prove still. Uh, and I think that he's been quietly pretty good. Um, you know, as far as, uh, fantasy finishes and whatnot, he's usually in the, you know, the teens, uh, sometimes low twenties area. And to be honest with you, that's all you're really asking for, for the quarterback, um, anything more than that, especially from a streamer, anything more than that is, you know, icing on the cake. So um that's probably who I'm going to look at as far as my pivot option is concerned. Um, But here's a, a great time. I wanted to bring this up beforehand. If you do have players playing today. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, take that player out of your flex position. So if you are flexing Gabe Davis, or if you're deciding that you're going to flex, uh, you know, Maybe you're one of those running back rich teams and you've been flexing Dalvin Cook the entire season. Do not flex them this week. You need to put them into your actual running back spot because it is only Wednesday. Injuries do happen, downgrades happen. You're going to want that flexibility come Sunday. So if you're going to play that player regardless, put that player into their position rank, not necessarily keep them in flex. Cause if flex happens, something happens to your running back, then you got to find a running back instead of being able to find any position possible. So keep the flex open. Always have your flex play on Sunday. Um, um
0: so actually, interestingly enough, uh, I played your brother last week in one of my leagues. Nice. Um, go? Uh, well, I won pretty handedly. Um, but he did make a similar mistake. It did not hurt him. I beat him by almost a hundred points. Um, But he played Taylor Heineke in his super flex Mm -hmm. and then rode the entire time with Kyler Murray in his actual quarterback slot questionable, which then made it when Murray went down, he had to last minute pick up Colt McCoy as his starting quarterback because he didn't move the guaranteed start into this quarterback position to give him the flexibility of super flex. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Very just things to think there. about now. Granted, yep, he only scored exactly. 55 points for the week. So and I scored 47, yeah. but he wasn't even close, but it is what it is. Um, yeah. So, I mean, on that note, if I guess if you're a Justin Fields owner and you're a little worried about the uh, the situation, you mentioned Trevor Lawrence above fields. Um, I guess, obviously, it always depends on who's available in your league. Um, but are there, do you think there's any free agent people that a, besides Lawrence that you, you think people might be interested in picking up here in this situation? Uh, uh it seems like there's a lot of tough defensive matchups this week. So yes, a, I mean, they're, they're you're almost, are, so. I almost like I'm looking at the list of quarterbacks. I just pulled up a rankings real quick for this week. Uh, i just kind of curious, and honestly, there's not many people that look like they'd be free agents that I would want to mm-hmm. start this week. Yeah, it's week. tough.
1: There's a lot of – even the streamers have some some tough matchups, which is why I was leaning a little more towards uh, Lawrence. That was kind of like my uh, my 1A there out of that uh, that whole group because I've been telling people, hey, stream Daniel Jones. He has mobile quarterback ability and whatnot. Yep. They're missing their entire offensive line, and they're playing against Dallas, yeah. to be honest with you. The only person on New York that I think that you can like that you have to start is Saquon, and at me being a Saquon truther flag planter this entire season, I'm really nervous about it. I'm I, I don't know if he's gonna have any room to run. They're gonna have to get him involved in the passing game, which I think has been lacking for the Giants in general. So, um, yeah, that 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 game could be a slaughter fest. Um, I do
0: think, um, just kind of as a. If you if you absolutely needed someone, um say say it comes down, Justin Fields is not playing, um, and you don't want to go Chicago's offense because of that. Um, if I if I'm making that absolute stretch, I wouldn't be against picking up a Taylor Heineke against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got weapons, so he doesn't have to be a solid quarterback, he just has to find the weapons, and Atlanta can give it up. There is a typo on this website and say that says that he's owned in 134% of Yahoo leagues. Interesting. He is. (laughs) Um, But also, uh, we actually kind of talked about this one earlier, too. I was trying to decide, do I want to start Russell Wilson or Kenny Pickett in my super flex uh, this week? I'm kind of tempted to play Kenny Pickett against Indy, um, another guy that might be available in a lot of leagues if you're fine fields. um, Yeah. I mean, Kenny Pickett, he just he's going to chuck the ball, man, and that's that can result in points. You know, I would just, if I am going to go Kenny Pickett, though, if I'm in that situation, I might be playing safer plays at other positions to try and guarantee my points. Uh, But, you know, kind of is what it is. One thing to note, because you kind of mentioned it, it is week 12. Next week is week 13. Deshaun Watson needs to be rostered in every single league. If he is not, pick him up. We've been preaching this for weeks. This is showing before waivers today he was still only owned in like 42% of leagues roster him yeah. it'll be worth it yes and even if it's not not that big of a deal something to keep in mind yeah
1: absolutely um, um and then we, and
0: honestly I only mentioned it because I just when I saw that percentage I was like are you kidding me like how is he still not how yeah. are people still not on this man absolutely yeah. wild
1: uh you know we did talks about some injuries obviously you know, Kyle Pitts is Got put on IR with a torn uh, MCL. Uh, So basically Kyle Pitts just said,
0: hey... This has been an awful year. Let me just make it easy for you. Have been. Yeah, you don't have, have to worry been. about because, me anymore. Because the <laughs> in, 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 initial reports were that it was just like a, a knee sprain or
1: something like that. And, like, after the injury actually happened, he was, like, doing, like, a high knee, like, pulling his knee up and, like, stretching out on the sideline. Like, it looked pretty limber. I understand, you know, there's adrenaline and he's all loose and whatnot. So sometimes you're able to do things. But, uh, you know, I think it could have just been one of those things where, you know, maybe Atlanta's just like, you know, what like. We're not, we're not trying to contend. I don't think we're going to contend. Like, just just take the rest of, you know, just get the surgery and, and be done with it. But what does this mean for in the future for a, uh, a Drake London, the eighth overall pick this past year? Do you think that this, uh, you know, I know Pitts this, didn't necessarily, he wasn't necessarily lighting the world on fire, but you're talking, you know, five to you know eight targets a game that are now vacated. Uh, and now he seems like the only guy left there, uh, you know, to catch passes aside from Olamide Zacchaeus. But, uh, do you think that uh, maybe uh, Drake Lennon gets a bump up for the rest of the season?
0: I mean, my my initial thought is yes. obviously, somebody's got to catch these passes. my I guess at the the concern level is the fact that both of them were simultaneously being useless. So that even if he gets those targets, are they going to be really all that useful to fantasy value? But once again, if you're in a situation where he's been dropped, I mean, he's been dropped in several leagues. Uh, Drake Money. London has, um, yeah. Why not take a flyer on him? Uh, they got the draft capital. You know, somebody's going to catch the ball. I guess I, I, I would say somebody has to catch the ball, but we've seen that team also just not pass the ball. So, yeah. I mean, it could just be the Cordell sure. Patterson show uh, until his body falls apart again, but. You know, I don't know. Once again, it's I I think that the mistake, a lot of fantasy. I don't know if I want to call it a mistake, but the mindset that a lot of fantasy owners have that they don't understand how winning fantasy managers think is that I'm not always guaranteeing, hey, this player is better than someone else. But I'm taking the full sample and saying, look, everything here says there's a chance this guy is going to present it with an opportunity to become fantasy relevant. I'm going to take that chance. Mm -hmm. Does that always work out? Absolutely not. But I mean, it's, it's kind of like our Cortland Sutton discussion, Cortland Sutton still, he had a decent week last week, uh, but the, the Broncos are just not good, but everything points that Sutton should get his everything points to that. And it's just a little bit surprising. He still hasn't really popped off any week But, I mean, he's still kind of been steady as she goes. Decent flex option. Just doesn't have the ceiling, really, right now. Uh, But it's kind of that same concept is, is you have to look at the overall. It's more than just those fantasy numbers you see every single week. You know, you're looking for guys when you're looking in this range. You're looking for guys that you say there's an opportunity here and i want to be in front of that opportunity i don't want to be fighting after it turns out it works i don't want to i don't want to spend you know 50% of my fab on drake london next week because he got 10 targets and caught 8 of them for you know 110 i don't want to be i don't want to be spending half my fab i'd rather spend you know Get ahead of it a couple a couple bucks here yeah. take that chance And then if I'm wrong and they go out and the offense is still nothing, then I can make that decision next week. Do I like someone else's opportunity better or do I see if this shapes up better? You know, it's kind of that same concept all around. You know, you're always just looking Mm at is the guys that I have, is there an opportunity for them to become fantasy relevant? And is somebody on the waiver wire, free agents, whatever, in an opportunity to become fantasy relevant that's better than one of the guys that I have on my team?
1: Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, I know that, uh, you know, a lot of people have the news that came out uh, today of the Jets benching Zach Wilson Um, for Mike White is going to be the quarterback there. Um, Any sort of bump towards uh, do you see Garrett Wilson in a different light? I know they are playing Denver, you know, one of the best defenses in the entire league. Um, is this something you're at least just going to keep an eye on? I I don't think Mike White's the long term option there. I think this could just be, you know, like a game. Give Zach Wilson, you know, some time now. To...
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, the, the Jets are playing, he's a hold. They're playing he, he's Chicago. A... Um, oh, yeah. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking of, uh, I was thinking of DJ Moore. Sorry. Right. With the the, the problem,
0: the problem I have is, um, Matt White was an interesting guy because, like last year, he showed up and like rocked the fans very well for like yeah, two did weeks, very well. And then mm-hmm. he like two weeks later threw four interceptions and you know was terrible. Um, so I mean, it's an interesting decision from the Jets, in my opinion, because it's like is, Joe Flacco showed you he can play winning football and he can be a experienced game manager. And just let the offense roll, and then let the defense win the game for you. So it's interesting Mm -hmm. that they didn't just go back to him. Correct. Um, Especially because it's not like it's 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 interesting because it's not like White is like young, like he's like twenty seven. Not that that's old, but it's like he's not going to probably like he's not your franchise quarterback. So it's like it's interesting you don't just go with the experienced guy that already showed you he could get it done this year. Um, but I mean, I guess it is what it is. You don't know all the details behind the scenes, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it'll be interesting. It's hard to say who benefits exactly with this. Um, you know, it's it, the Jets are a crowded offense. There's a lot of a lot of talented players. And they're one of those offenses that if a defense says I'm taking this player away, a different player is going to shine. So It's it is it's, it is really tough to say one player is better than another. And it's also really hard to make that decision when you've seen Zach Wilson kind of take an entire offense and make them not fantasy relevant. So it's kind of like you hope white is different. And then the other side of it is you kind of just want to go back to Joe Flacco, who made a lot of really good fantasy wide receivers, you know? So, yeah. um you know, it, it is, it is going to be interesting. It's definitely something worth keeping an eye on. Um, I think that, you know, I, I think it's another one of those situations that maybe if you've got a deep bench, uh a weak a weak spot in your bench, uh Elijah Moore's available in a lot of leagues lately. You know, maybe take a flyer and just see. Does Elijah Moore become White's favorite target because they know each other from last year? Mm-hmm. You know, it's worth taking that shot because if Elijah Moore becomes wide receiver one for Matt White, Elijah Moore showed you last year when he is healthy, he gets it done. So mm-hmm. I mean it, it's it's another one of those things. You want to be in front of because if you're behind, it could cost you a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough situation. I'm not overly enthusiastic about any of it, uh, but I think at the end of the day, I think it's worth taking a shot. It may be worth taking a shot anyways because if White sucks, Flacco could be right back in. So, And if Flacco's in, he just chucks the ball, man. He'll chuck the ball up and people will get their points. So, you know, it's it's not – I don't know. It's, it's a situation to watch. There's a lot of talent there. It's a situation to watch.
1: And then uh, another one, you know, the aforementioned uh, DJ Moore is going to get Sam Darnold, who, uh, you know, at quarterback and DJ Moore statistically has been uh, much better for fantasy when Sam Darnold is under center. So uh, do, is this something you're watching? Is this something, uh, you know, you're going to pay attention to?
0: Uh, know, they, I mean, they it's, have
1: Denver this week and a buy next week. So that's not. Necessarily, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's
0: ideal. It's it's I, I mean, it's somewhat intriguing. My problem is is just as good as DJ Moore and Sam Darnold were for half a season last year, they were also just as bad for the other mm-hmm. half before Darnold got hurt or whatever. Um, so it's, it's going to just depend on which Sam Darnold shows up. Um, Sam Darnold's one of those guys that I've always kind of felt is extremely talented but does not have the mind to play NFL quarterback. He can go out there and he can run the play you call, but he can't do anything beyond... This is exactly what the call told me to throw. Yeah, he, he can't. And he So can't once the defense is, is what you're saying, yeah, once the defense yeah. figures out this is what he's doing, uh, I think that's what we saw is he can go out there and he can call the play. But if the defense says we know what play this is, we know how to guard this, he's in trouble because he'll throw it straight to the other team. He can't make that decision mm-hmm. to get off that first read, that second read. You know, he can't. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he can make that adjustment to me.
1: All right. Uh I, I, I agree. Uh let's go over some uh some, some running back uh you know, some turmoil in in the running back room and uh, I just kinda wanna see where your uh, where your worry level is. So uh batting leadoff, I'm gonna say the uh, the Devin Singletary and James Cook uh scenario where James Cook just saw a big spike in snaps. He saw a big spike in touches where he had eleven carries for eighty some odd yards, uh, you know, just this past week against the uh um. Oh, they played the Browns. That's right. Yeah, they uh, got the Browns. See, I wanted to say they played the Lions, but I remember them playing. At, they played play at the Ford Field. Yeah, they played at Ford Field, where the Lions <laughs> had you know, the logos and stuff on it because that was like stuck in my head. But um, as you know, if it, if you're a Devin Singletary owner, are you concerned about this, or do you and do you think that James Cook will kind of start eating into the uh, to the workload? He is a second round draft capital running back that they took.
0: Um, well, a part of me feels like maybe you're asking this just to maybe calm your mind a little bit as a Devin Singletary owner. Uh, maybe you want to hear another opinion and hope that they have the same as you. Um, honestly, when I look at this, I think what James Cook did was he solidified himself as the number two. James Cook is the number two running back. He's a good change of pace for Devon Singletary. The thing is, is as good as Cook was. Singletary looked good, too, and and Singletary's snaps has not changed. Correct. I mean, his snap percentage is almost exactly the same every yeah. single week. It's just, to me, I think Cook has just emerged as I am the clear-cut number two. I am talented. And do I have a little fear that if Singletary ever goes back into the Singletary we've seen in the past, that Cook could steal some room there? Absolutely. I mean, there's always that chance that you've seen two or three seasons of Singletary just being meh and now all of a sudden he's looking good. You hope that looking good is what you're going to get, but you know that they drafted James Cook because of what Singletary has been in the past of his career. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's one of those things. I think that this is Singletary's job to lose right now, though. Singletary would have to stop playing well because I feel like as much as Cook emerged this week, I think Singletary also solidified. I'm still clear cut. Number one.
1: Correct. And, uh, you know, that, like I said, you know, and like I've told numerous people, like, you know, Devin Singletary's snaps are, are just fine outside of there's a few outlier games at the beginning of the season where they were just right. they were up by a, a ton. Uh, so that's where you're seeing like the 54 percent snaps. But as far as opportunities are concerned, um, you know, I, I had a stat uh, in front of me, but the uh, in neutral game scripts uh, or close games, so to speak, you know, close games, Uh, Devin Singletary is in the 70 percentile, uh, for the, uh, you know, 70% running back opportunities and in blowouts or games that they are winning by more than 10 points, he's in the 50%, uh, you know, category. So I think it's one of those things where they, they use them when they need them and then they don't when they don't. Exactly. But, um, always something to keep an eye on because they are playing the Lions this week and it could be one of those games where, um, you know, I, I think anyone could see this game being completely out of hand by, you know, a few minutes left in the third quarter and all of a sudden, you know, that... All the all the stars are you know on the sidelines. So yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm not necessarily worried about Singletary. I'm just curious to see kind of what other people's thoughts are. Yeah. Um. I, I still think do I do, his, th- I do he's think that starting job.
0: I think James Cook is an interesting stash as he's yes. kind of emerging as because that's the thing is last week like that game was a competitive game the entire time. So it's not like James Cook got you mm-hmm. know garbage times carries. He was right there, right. change of pace in a big game. But Singletary mm-hmm. is still clear-cut number one. Right. You know, that's that's kind of
1: where we're at. And then we'll we'll go to the uh, the, the other one. Uh, you know, we had a bye week just this past week for them, but I think a lot of people are keeping an eye on the Rashad White and Leonard Fournette situation. Uh, you know, what is your take on that? Uh, and would you rather have one of the players over the other? And would you start any of them this week?
0: Um, so I think you and I had mentioned this Maybe the last two or three weeks now that, you know, we feel like Rashad White is the talent and Fournette is just kind of the guy right now. Um, but Fournette is banged up. Rashad White was already eating into that. I mean, I I would not. Well, I, I would not be if you're in a situation where you need a running back. I'm not against playing him. I'm not against, play, against playing White. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a big opportunity there. Um, you know, I think you mentioned it last week. Brady trusts him. You know, I think that that's the direction I would not be against going once again, if he's not rostered somehow, pick him up. Um, You know, it's just I I like Rashad White. I I think that Mm -hmm. he's got a really good opportunity in front of him. I think Leonard Fournette wasn't producing that well to begin with. He was fantasy numbers producing, but in real football was not like that solid of a of a player. Um, I feel like he
1: was his weeks and like his running back finishes have been very much saved by touchdowns. Right. Um, you know he'll have he. You know there were quite a few weeks where he had you know probably under fifty total yards, but he he fell. He, you know he ended up getting to the end zone, which obviously that is a skill and that's something that happens. But whenever you're relying on that touchdown to happen, that is kind of well. And yeah. Now that, you're, now that you're it's not banged sustainable, up. it's not sustainable. Right. And I mean, where uh, yeah, are you? Gonna,
0: where are you going to get hit harder than? in the red zone you know when when do they stack in the box every single time yeah and
1: and reports out of Tampa Bay you know the beat writers had said that uh Todd Bowles the head coach was saying that Leonard Fournette is quote-unquote very sore um still so he's dealing with a hip pointer issue which is very very painful um he's doing with a hit pointer and apparently they have said if he can go he's gonna go but if he can't they're you know he if he can't you know play the play at full speed then he's he's not gonna play or gonna be very very limited in snaps now before the injury because a lot of people are wondering you know the injury hey w- what happened there so that happened towards the uh, towards the end of the game in England was it England or was it Lo- no Germany it was the Germany game sorry it happened a little bit towards the end of the game in Germany, but a real notable, um, you know, piece because again, I was up that morning and I watched it. Leonard Fort, or, uh, Rashad White was the starting running back. He took the first snap. He played the first drive with Tampa Bay, and this was before yep, the injury. I think we so mentioned this.
0: I think we mentioned and this last week also. So, and we've we've also we've said been, numerous we've times been on driving here. this stuff home yeah. and trying to tell you these are the guys. We've also said on
1: this podcast. The bye week is whenever, especially in the running back room, whenever teams will hand over the keys to that other running back that they have either high draft capital in, they really want to give them a shot, maybe a game or two to see exactly what they have here, uh, and... Cleveland is a terrible run defense. I think they're giving up like well, 21 they just points gave a up game to the-
0: 80 yards to both Singletary and Cook.
1: Yeah, yeah, they 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 are a run funnel. Uh yeah, they they just they give it up so much on the ground there. So, um I actually have Rashad White in my flex spot right now over Devin Singletary. Uh I'm, not I'm avoiding get that. I'm, I'm avoiding Devin Singletary this week because I just don't think – I just don't know if that game's going to be very competitive. And I think right. you're just hoping that Singletary finds the end zone. I understand he's had three touchdowns in the last two weeks, but I don't want to bank on that, uh, especially right. with, you know, the young up-and-coming James Cook, high draft capital. It could easily just flip around and they're like, hey, we're giving him the, whole, the entire second half. could absolutely happen because they want to see what they have there as well. Uh, and then if something were to happen – uh with um if something were to happen with leonard fournette where all of a sudden you know reports come out friday where hey he you know he's our guy he's going to be our starter he's going to take you know the bulk of the snaps you know reports like that come out all the time uh then i believe that yeah exactly then i i think i'm actually going to pivot to garrett wilson um in in my flex spot so i have a lot of flexibility there um but uh yeah i'm i'm anxious to see kind of what happens there. So, that's that's my thought process everyone else is pretty much like yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Right. It's my quarterback I, and my flex spot are the only ones that right I'm Right now, about.
0: teams are is this is this is about as full strength as you're going to get uh rest of the season kind of deal. Um so, mm. you know, these decisions are at this point it's a lot of these decisions are um, you know, based on health and who you just like more on your roster. Um speaking though, you did mention Um, running backs and bye weeks. Um, someone that if you are in a situation where you've got that extra roster spot, somebody I would look for. I think we even mentioned it last year. Check to see if an Alexander Madison is a free agent because there's been a lot of bye weeks with with running backs. Um, you know, last week had a lot of good running back bye weeks, and maybe someone dropped him because they needed to pick somebody up. Um, go make them pay for that. Go pick up, go pick up Alexander Madison if he's out there because I'm telling you, if Dalvin Cook goes down with an injury at any point in the rest of the season, Alexander Madison is going to be a force that you want in your lineup every week. So. Yeah.
1: yeah, and here's here's a strategy to think about. So Alexander Madison obviously plays on the Vikings with Dalvin Cook. They play against the Patriots tomorrow night. They're the very late game. If you wanted to, if you were so inclined and Alexander Madison is there, drop your kicker. Pick up Alexander Madison, hold on to him till the end of the game. If there's an injury or something that happens to Dalvin Cook, cool, you got out ahead of the curve. If something if Dalvin Cook gets through the game without getting hurt or anything like that, guess what? Drop Alexander Madison and pick up another kicker before Sunday. Yeah, so I mean, that's those are, way those are strategies that I have absolutely used. If there's like a, a massive handcuff.
0: you have to make sure you know your roster rules. Because I, I'm i in a couple leagues that once they play, they can't be dropped. So you got to keep in mind. Yeah, my,
1: my, my league is not like that. Yeah, yeah so I have a couple leagues that if, if, once look. they
0: play, they're not available to be dropped anymore. So mm-hmm. just something to keep in mind. Don't make any decisions without knowing your rules first.
1: Now, yeah, my, mine is as long as they're on your bench. Gotcha. They can, they can be dropped. If they were started in your starting lineup, then they, they are not able to be dropped after the game has been played.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, other than that, let's see, do I have anybody else? Uh oh, did there is news, as we've kind of mentioned, that uh I believe last I saw that there's um some talk that Jamison Williams might be back soon.
1: He is he uh got activated off of the pup list. Now activated, I'm not hundred percent sure as far as the IR rules are concerned. So if someone ends up going on IR once they get their window gets opened up, is what it's called. Um, you have three weeks, twenty-one days from whenever that uh, activation was open for them to get promoted to the active roster. If they are not promoted to the active roster, then they are out for the rest of the season. Um, but I do not know if that qual if those same rules apply on the pup list, which stands gotcha. for player unable to play. Um, and Pup list rules have changed uh, a little bit over the past probably uh, five years or so. They've gone through two or three different rules uh, where it's certain games like Pup used to be six games. Now it's four. Um, and then during COVID, I think it actually knocked down to three for, for uh, you know, for that season as well. But um, yes, yeah, he is so- a guy that needs to be rostered. Again, we have been talking about him, you know, at, at great length. If you have an open IR spot, please go grab him. This kid is absolutely dynamic. I don't think that they would bring him back. We've talked on this podcast numerous times about how cautious the Detroit Lions are with their players, with their health, and making sure everyone's 100% ready to go before they put them out there. And I think the win uh, this past week, and you know they have been on a decent winning streak here, You know, winning a few games of their last few where they're kind of in the hunt now. I think a lot of that goes into them deciding, Hey, if he's ready to go, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to see if he can go. Uh, because again, this guy is an absolute game breaker. He's, he's electric on the field. He's, I'm really excited to see what he does when he plays, but I think we're actually going to be able to see him, uh, sooner than later.
0: Yeah. I mean, so just the, I was looking it up on sleeper just to see what it says. So, uh, he did suffer that to ACLs here. They have 21 day will, uh, window to evaluate okay. him at practice without counting against the, so he can practice for the next 21 days and they can evaluate whether or not he's going to come back.
1: Exactly. So it sounds like it's the same window as the IR. It's it's the same rules. Yeah. Cause IR, some of these, but-
0: some of these are even calling it IR. So it does mm-hmm. sound like it's very similar.
1: But As, as far as his rehab has, rehab has been concerned, uh, they have really been very, very quiet about it. Um, uh, you know, there's, you know, beat reporters that say like, Hey, you know, we don't really see him at practice. We don't see him, uh, you know, out on the, uh, you know, the walkthroughs or anything like that. So to me, that means he's getting his work done other places, you know, getting the rehab in, getting training in. you don't necessarily have to be with the team to get those things as long as those reports are coming back and that work is being done. Um, but, uh, I mean, they're not going to activate him and try to see if they can bring him back for no reason. I think, uh, Whenever he does come back, it'll be very, very um, interesting to see what happens and how they use him and what his uh, workload goes like going, uh, you know, to the end of the year. Uh, I assume whenever he first comes back, he'll be, you know, on a snap count, so to speak. Uh, but as he starts feeling more comfortable and the team starts seeing him, you know, able to handle A, B, and C things, then uh, you know, th- those are going to go up because this is a guy they traded up twenty spots in the first round to go and get jameson Williams. uh yeah. This past year, he's he is absolutely electric. It's very fun to watch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I hundred percent agree. Um, you know, and I don't know if I have much else that uh I have. Like I don't. know yeah. Here. So I, I I have nothing else. Just a little bit shorter here this week. So hopefully everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Uh, if you have any questions about your team, feel free to reach out to Sam or I on yeah, any of our social a, media. Yeah. And we can yeah, help you out with those last
1: Twitter message. Twitter message, anything like that. Keep an eye on your uh, trade deadlines. Yeah, I know a good amount of teams just happened this past week, but there are a, quite a few leagues as well uh, that don't have the trade deadlines until this upcoming week. So keep an eye on everything. Um, you know, make moves. Always try to make your team better.
0: Yep, absolutely. So with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in to the week 12 podcast here, and we will catch you guys next time.
1: Peace.